Hello, welcome back to the Not God Pod. This is episode seven of season two. Yes. Um, and today we are joined by Maya Ad Rosa from Hookie Productions, who are here to talk to us about all things fringe. We're doing a fringe festival. They're doing a fringe festival. We're <laughs> going to chat about things that that entails. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Yeah. Hi, I'm Maya. And you are Rosa. And we sat, we actually are told that we sound very similar. So sorry if that's confusing. Yeah, I have a slightly lower voice, so yeah. that might help differentiate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I guess, yeah, we're doing Edinburgh Fringe this year with um, three. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, we've been making theatre together since like 2019. And we took a sketch show to Edinburgh Fringe back then. Um, about sisterhood because we're sisters yeah and then we took um, a character from that that like people responded to well and that we really enjoyed and we basically developed that character and created a whole surreal universe around like our imaginations and putting that onto the stage so yeah that's yeah. yeah, I mean, when you say it's it was like received well, I'd say like a mixed reception. Wow, it's quite a, they're quite like a divisive character, like very very surreal, okay. very strange. Well, I think most people were very <laughs> interested in the character, which is why we went with it. Yes, but yeah, um, but yeah, we're excited to hear about your show as well, and like Camden Fringe is going on at the same time as Edinburgh, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about the differences between Camden Fringe and Edinburgh Fringe just yesterday, actually, and how Edinburgh is so, like, intense and close. I don't know how to... Yeah, like, there's so much going on at once and people, um, like, go to Edinburgh Fringe to go to Edinburgh Fringe and will have, like, a really, like, tight itinerary of, like, stuff they're seeing mm. and things. Um, whereas Camden Fringe, maybe because it's in London, which has a bit more of a year-round fringe theatre scene is much more I think people like dip in and out of it a bit more um yeah and I think also the like prep and intensity isn't the same as Edinburgh I mean we've never done Edinburgh but Ailey our producer has produced a few things there I think and yeah. was saying that producing for us for Country Fringe is much more relaxed <laughs> um, yeah. yeah so what yeah. what's the like experience of taking a show to Edinburgh, especially Edinburgh post-COVID, um, been like for you, how does that compare to like other, um, like kind of fringe programming you've had or festivals you've done or anything like that? Yeah, I think like you've basically hit the nail on the head there with like, it's very, it's a very oversaturated and intense environment for like a month solid and everyone is working constantly so hard and everyone's like, on the edge of burnout and having to, you know, really like look after themselves. Like you have to go into like full on self care mode and just get your routine and stuff. And it's it's quite like, but then that also comes with the good side that like, it's amazing, it's mad and intense. And that can be also really fun and exciting for like creativity and like meeting a lot of creative people all in one space. Um, but yeah, with audiences as well, like you do get those people who very much go for the fringe whereas yeah in Camden I guess you've got people that it's a bit more fluid and people can come in and go like more easily whereas fringe is just like it's almost like a massive bubble in Edinburgh mm -hmm. um 
but I think yeah having the active audience in like a fringe festival is so helpful just for getting people in like especially doing we're doing sort of pay what you can show and before we did like a free show but it was like through donation um and just kind of getting people in last minute just literally mm. going out and just having like a horde of people who were like yeah because they all know they, everyone's like we know what like everyone's yeah. like shows are going on like oh I'm free now I might as well just come and see a show so that's how we got a lot of people like last minute for ours last well in 2019 but again mm. it was different last year we did like an outdoor kind of family friendly version of our show to adapt which was interesting which was very, very dark themes of <laughs> kidnapping so we had to change it completely yeah just do about like <laughs> happiness what makes humans happy and like focus on that rather than like all the dark themes um but yeah that was different again and it's going to be interesting to see how audiences everywhere have like changed because mm. of covid and then also that it's a new time for like us as artists to to like adapt to that as well and bring work that like is responding to new environments and yeah yeah and I think also like since the pandemic there's definitely been I mean just in terms of people like distancing more mm. and being able to do less like arts venues like producing less work and just because of the nature of like not being able to just have loads and loads of stuff going on at once with lots of people um yeah it'd be interesting to see how that might have changed I mean I know that it's gone back to full capacity and everything but I think in general I feel there's there, there was a bit of a shift it like towards like producing work more slowly and kind of focusing on like quality over over quantity um, mm. and I wonder if that's something that will change a fringe in future as well just in terms of the environment and sort of everything really um, like how sustainable is it really to yeah keep, to that every keep things at that scale every yeah. year like yeah I'd be interested to know like did you guys have you guys done Camden Fringe before no so this is our like first like full-length actual show as a company yeah we've um, been working remotely for the last yeah like since before graduating because basically yeah <laughs> we like like lockdown was still a thing when we graduated and then we've been in different countries and we've done a lot of film work um mm -hmm. and a couple of like kind of scratch work in progress like r&d type things um or perform stuff as part of like evenings where there's other shows going on um but this is like our first go at having like a run of a full-length show and it's like programmed by a theater and all the logistics that come with that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so much yeah, yeah. yeah. it's exciting uh, it's overwhelming <laughs> so. it is but i think we've kind of gone from we're just trying to make do with uh the world as it is currently and us living in different places and like let's just try and put something somewhere and it it was all a lot easier because I guess it wasn't so solid it was just like oh yeah somebody's doing like an online live showing of something let's like put something up for that and it was just like okay cool that's happening almost in the background and now suddenly we're like oh yeah <laughs> this is a whole other thing <laughs> yeah it's like we and like we have a producer we've got um bethan who was on the course with us. yeah on the course buzz and on the podcast a yeah. couple of episodes ago directing for us 
we have a designer we're like employing people we have marketing that is weird it's very fun and exciting but it's it is also yeah very weird and I think for us it will be interesting to see what the difference between having a program run in a fringe setting where there's like a festival surrounding it yeah and what having something programmed not in a festival yes is like that's that's the next the next step to see um yes but at the same time like yes Camden Fringe is a festival but as we said it's not it hasn't got the same because Edinburgh Fringe is almost like a music festival right it's yeah. like it's got the same bubble the same intensity as like Glastonbury except for theatre and over a whole month um whereas Camden is sort of happening but yeah people like I think it's treated a little bit more similarly to it not necessarily being a festival I think the thing is that Edinburgh Fringe has the tourist element yeah which is partly yeah. to do with that Scotland doesn't have that much of a theatre scene comparative to London especially and especially when you look at the sort of stuff that goes to Fringe that's very different to the sort of stuff that is on generally mm-hmm. in Scotland um I feel like people are going to yeah. come to me come for me for saying that but I'm like <laughs> like compared to London there is not the, like there is not the year-round theatre scene and therefore Edinburgh is like the event of the year and people go to Edinburgh for the fringe whereas I don't think people come to Camden for Camden fringe I think no. it's much more aimed at the communities that it's also not lived. just in Camden yeah but-, <laughs> um, but I think it's much more aimed at like the communities that are already living there people who are already London theatre goers like yeah that kind of a thing which I think is what differentiates it from yeah Edinburgh where it does basically just become a festival ground yeah for the month um which you see in so many of the like reasons why I think Edinburgh can be tougher than other fringe festivals because of stuff like the price of the accommodation because so many people are going to Edinburgh for the month and that and that marketing is so tough because there is so much going on. Um, yeah. yeah, there's so there's so much o- like over marketing. We're hoping this year that like fly like I know last year people started new techniques in order to fly. Like we're hoping to have t-shirts and also like a big poster that people can just take a picture of rather than mm-hmm. wasting loads of flyers because it, it can actually like I've worked as a flyer as well for like a few years and it's so dra- like so exciting but it's so draining and I just don't I think everyone knows that it's not like a sustainable way of pushing shows it's like very um yeah really fighting over each other but also like you've got the difference between the very big commercial shows that you know it's easy to like take your nan to because everyone knows this big comedian and then you've got the the other layer of the fringe which is I think more like where definitely where we are is yeah. like all this like other tiny little companies popping up like we have something to show and this yeah. is actually is really exciting but you know we might not get the same attention um, um yeah, just a lot of it's like yeah sort of money and sort of budget yeah. and stuff and yeah we've decided for both like economic but also environmental reasons to print just 500 flyers for the yeah. whole of fringe which will be interesting because <laughs> i think the recommended amount is like 5000 5, so we're kind of that yeah, is such a massive difference we've printed 200 yeah that's, <laughs> and that's like what the theater were like this is what we suggest yeah. and ask for <laughs> and like, <laughs> uh, yeah for our 
like for our London show, like we're probably not going to do flyers and for Durham Fringe as well. Like mm, probably just gonna use t-shirts and just engage with people like in person. Cause I feel like- Because, but with Edinburgh, you kind of, you have no choice. Like it's the flyer, it becomes swarmed with like, and also I know people like, luckily Rosa lives there. So we don't have to have the problem of accommodation, which is really yeah. helpful. But I know like the city completely transforms in the fringe it becomes something completely different um than what it was isn't it yeah no for sure yeah I'm doing like finishing off my master's up in Edinburgh so it's like we wouldn't be able to afford it otherwise yeah which we're is just starting shame. up and like yeah, which don't is, yet have which funding so like yeah, yeah. But, I don't know it's it's tough it's hard I think more and more people are going with like more local or like smaller fringes that have like you know our kind of small companies which is a shame because fringe started like edinburgh started as like just like people who couldn't go into mainstream stuff to like make exciting new theater and i think that everything's more commercialized i'm not going to go down that rabbit hole i'll stop <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it is true and, you know, and, and in part that's also why we've ended up in the in camden fringe because we well we just got funding confirmed yesterday yeah like we were gonna do it regardless and we were going to be able to sort of squeeze the cost of it because it's not because it's not as as ridiculously expensive as as doing Edinburgh is. Yeah, and because we're like partly based in, in London, London anyway, yeah. and we kind of yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's like it's yeah it's so hard for like artists who can't be like oh we're just going to like stay in like hotels for the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, it's like. Airbnbs get like ridiculously expensive. I know that like um, lots of friends I have who were at like Edinburgh Uni and stuff would struggle to find a flat and it wasn't an 11 month contract because um, like landlords would want to rent it out at like holiday let prices for the fringe. Mm. Like it really does take over the entire city and it's kind of at the point where there's like not a cheap way to do it unless you like happen to, yeah, like live there already or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah definitely like yeah it's, I mean yeah we're all doing it like kind of off our own backs like hoping yeah. that we'll make enough back in um, and we're really kind of, you know ticket sales or like people who donate and stuff so yeah I think we'll probably just about break even but hopefully it, it, yeah but it's about like we're doing it from like it's very there's a very like divide with like doing it from the love of like creating and like making rather than doing it as like a sort of structured profit making system that mm. you can bring in like a big I mean yeah yeah and we're really lucky as well because we're with free fringe and yeah they're great you know we don't have to like pay loads of money for like a venue, a venue. um and it's like a pay what you can system which I think is is good to sort of yeah make it more accessible as well to, to sort of reach yeah different audiences yeah. but um yeah. yeah there's a lot yeah free fringe are great and like there's, so there's a whole yeah there's so much as well to fringe like there's so much going on there's so many different types of art happening so it's like it isn't it is a really exciting time there's just that edge to it of like yeah giant um money making things as well but like but yeah there's definitely different sides to it yeah do you want to tell us a bit more about like what free fringe is mm -hmm. as an initiative how you get involved with it uh yeah what they're doing because i am only vaguely familiar with the concept 
so there's actually two free fringes in there might there might be more so don't like quote me on that but we've been with um pbh free fringe actually for our first show um which was yeah. the sketch about sisterhood and with that one you yeah you apply to it and they sort of take over different bars like rooms in bars and pubs um and you sort of promote the sort of free festival as part of your you know part of promoting your show um but you literally pay nothing yes. nothing to them it's just yeah. all on you just have to give out a leaflet that has all the other free fringe shows in and they're kind of like ours, our venue is sort of an underground venue under a pub um and it was really it was a really awesome venue actually like and we had you know you have like basic tech and all the things you need when you're just a company of two doing like a yeah. sketch show so it was definitely the best option for yeah us. and it's, it's free obviously but then um you sort of collect donations at the end and people were often like really generous with donations so we managed to like break even and stuff doing that but that mm. was just for a week and then mm. this year we're with laughing horse free fringe mm. um so i think you pay i'm just trying to remember the logistics of it it's like I think it's like 150 pounds as like a contribution to the venue. Um, but considering we're doing like a full run and there's like yeah. tech there and everything, it's yeah, it's like a small, a small price to pay <laughs> um, yeah. compared to like, compared to yeah, sort of Pleasance or yeah. um, George Square or whatever, or like, yeah, the sort of other venues. Um, and yeah, and they're really supportive as well with, um, yeah, just sort of giving lots of advice and there's a really nice community um, of artists who are with Laughing Horse and they we, we've chosen the sort of pay what you can model which is slightly different to the free fringe in that people can actually like pre-book tickets um, mm. using that sorry this is probably already boring you're welcome to like just cut it yes and tell everyone want to do free fringe <laughs> mm. yeah but it's great because that that also takes a little bit of because with other sketch we did before you never know you have no idea in. who's gonna walk in <laughs> it could be like someone really drunk it could be like someone mm. like really underage like I don't know it's just sort of they it, you, you it's the audiences are very like interesting and di like diverse I guess but yeah but, but it's more also the thing of like without having pre-sales it's like you literally have no idea how many people how many you people. get on the day so it's like sometimes we like sold out and had like amazing audiences and other times that we were like, like a, few a smattering of people and like it being a comedy show you know it could really like fall flat with yeah but it then so, it wasn't like yeah it really went up and down like yeah yeah just depending on audiences which is part of the excitement I think of it and especially because mm. our show is quite interactive as well um there's you know a lot of like contact with with the audience so yeah it'll be interesting yeah and it feels to right to do like a pay what you want model for for our company as well like um because yeah we're hoping to for that to be like accessible to people who might not be able to afford like you know the sort of typical big fringe shows yeah. that are like quite expensive as well um yeah is that so the pay what you want model is that in relation like did you have to do that through the specific venue you've done that you're doing it with sorry that was terribly phrased yeah it was kind of it's something that laughing horse free fringe offers so it's kind of specific to them. yeah so they they work with in partnership with like a number of venues so they sort of manage the shows working with these venues so it's kind of through laughing horse with all the ticketing but then you also have to register like with the sort of official fringe which is like another cost to consider and that's like quite a lot that's yeah. like our biggest cost 
um, yeah. which we didn't do before because with PBH you don't have to necessarily register. Yeah, there's like pros and yeah, cons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, in the position we're in now, it sort of yeah made most sense for us this year. Um, but yeah, no, it's exciting. We're yeah, we're kind of. I think we'll learn a lot from from it. And when when is it? Um, so we've got our previews um, of the show at Cockpit in London on the 19th and 20th actually so of July of July and then we've got our Edinburgh show through the whole of August apart yeah. from Monday and Durham which is <laughs> like Durham, <laughs> yeah. Durham Fringe yeah. Festival which is actually like a really new fringe festival um so we're just heading up to Durham like before we go to yeah Durham. they just set it up last year actually um and that that will be very interesting just to see how that helps how that works in a city where they're not used to having a fringe god that's also the fringe. Nice. we have like a three-day run four-day run four-day yeah. run sorry yeah, yeah. we're just literally like monday through thursday yeah and then mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're done yeah which is kind of wild yeah. um do you want to tell us about your show yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to describe because it's got so many elements to and I think you're better at describing it. yeah I'll try and do yeah. it in a nutshell so Don't basically it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a mixture of sort of dark comedy and sort of surreal surreal theatre yeah. um there's quite a lot of music in it and now fis- actually like, <laughs> I'd say yeah physical theatre we've got some dance numbers now that came out of nowhere Ooh, yeah, yeah musician as well we have a, which is really we have exciting. a violinist for, <laughs> which is exciting it's all coming together and we have some musical instruments ourselves and um yeah it's essentially um, it's telling the story yeah. um of Monkian, who yeah. is a non-human creature um who dwells in the attic and decides to kidnap benedict cumberbatch you can tell she's written so many like um, in my like marketing zone now like <laughs> the short, like, um it was honestly so difficult to kind of condense it down into yeah, like because we one... were like what is this thing how do we make it into like a like tangible thing that people can say i want to go and see this show. it's really <laughs> yeah it's, it's all like created by our like strange minds <laughs> yeah um so basically yeah the the monkey and creature decides to kidnap benedict cumberbatch from society yeah to save to save him from the media and like general life and he think like monkey and like they think that it's a good this is a good idea and i guess the whole thing is the mystery unfolding of what really happened like what happened to benedict cumberbatch like like filling in the questions of like, <laughs> yeah that's what everyone says all the time. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to them? <laughs> um, somebody is hammering in the room next door to us. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's coming. Maybe it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it's not from the attic? <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's so like there's a lot of curiosity towards the humans because obviously Monkey and isn't a human, so they've essentially invited an audience of humans to their attic in order to try and discover a bit more about the humans and what human happiness is. Yeah. Because Cumberbatch, you know, he ain't looking good. Yeah, so, the whole, <laughs> so basically the whole thing is an experiment with the audience and it's like Monkey and is put, like doing an experiment with the audience 
that's i'm gonna yeah stop i mean it's quite it's there's a lot of storytelling and, and a lot of there's so many subplots and... at the moment we really need to like yeah we're gonna we're gonna sort of do chopping chopping we're right in the middle of rehearsal and ah yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what we're thinking. we're like trying to market something that we have not started to make yet. Yeah, yeah. Like, like today like, is the first day that we are in a room vaguely thinking about what this is actually going to look like. Yeah, so exciting. It's, it's, I think ETA definitely prepares you for that. I feel like oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like I feel no panic at the thought of making a full length show in two weeks. Yeah. Oh yeah. You Absolutely. Can do it. It's Absolutely. gonna be fine. It's doable. <laughs> Yeah, we're in the very much the same boat. boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear more about yeah, your what, show. Yeah, what's your ideas that like brought together your show? Like okay, so our show is it's called What Makes a Body Terrifying? And we're looking at the idea of the um queer body, so both in the sense of like queer relating to kind of um gender and sexuality, but also um that winds in ideas of for example bodies that are visibly disabled that kind of a thing is quite a broad and undefined definition um but we're looking at kind of how fear is generated against people who are queer bodies inhabit queer bodies through the lens of um stories such as the selkie so looking at how in folklore there is like <laughs> this idea of the sea or like bodies of water as dangerous and filled with like uh terrifying creatures that will lure you to your death and kind of looking at the mostly women yeah looking at the storytelling <laughs> devices that are used to create that effect and then what that can tell us about how fear is generated against queerness queer bodies that kind of a thing there will likely be some puppets we have um Holly. not that we are particularly brilliant at puppets. no but we have somebody we just somehow end up always is going to help us with puppets because <laughs> we were like well we we always have puppets so now we have um lovely holly doing some design and stage management yes. type stuff to help us coordinate that um there will be some physical stuff probably some mm -hmm. like spoken word type vibes mm -hmm. um very folklore ethereal very queer it's gonna be fun um yeah we're very excited about it it's on at the hope theater from the 15th to the 18th of august at 9 p.m yes okay so if you're in london go and see that show if you're in edinburgh come and see that show yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are unfortunately going to miss each other's shows yeah. i think which is very sad a really shame because it sounds amazing it sounds like the like literal thing we would want to go see as well yeah like, that's i'm obsessed kind of, with selkies like, but yeah, Rose is really obsessed. into <laughs> kind of Yeah, Helga and which are like Slavic, um, quote unquote, moments. They're not moments, just like water, forest spirits types. But yes. Yeah, because we were interested as well at how like even in um, like very different branches of folklore, so like in both Celtic folklore and Slavic folklore, the same kind of ideas show up yeah. and kind of, that as an interesting thing so yeah we're excited it doesn't exist yet but it will and it will be cool and fun yes <laughs> it's also i'm kind of using it as a beginner's research for like an ma as well in a way so that like we are this is the beginnings of something yeah and hopefully also it will have like future programming as well yeah. and this will be like the first version of it or we might end up doing 
some sort of like I don't know film version of it maybe mm -hmm. I don't know because we're very like we've done a lot of working partly in film part live and I think it's actually that, yeah really interesting we kind of want to make sure we kind of continue experimenting with form even when we don't have to yeah um so yeah that's our our current project our current vibe we're excited about it excited to have our first fringe experience yes <laughs> we have that to work towards as well like that as like that as a first sort of launching thing that's going to be really like a lot for you guys but also like in a good way as well I don't know I just know how hard it is to take stuff to any kind of fringe but like it's also so rewarding so I think yeah it's exciting times all around <laughs> yeah we're working with like a fairly full creative team as well for the yeah. first time which is also I think going to be good and kind of push our creative dynamic a bit because we have a way of working together and it's very established so it's, and really, it's like yeah but when we say we it's like me and Zoe and nobody, nobody else, else. <laughs> uh so yeah we're so we're gonna cool. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we've just we found that as well just through because being sisters as well we sort of just got this very like mm -hmm. almost like mind yeah dynamic. it's almost like we think the same thoughts like but then rose is just more structured and i'm more like creative creative maybe i don't um, know there's different kinds of creativity. yeah but it's been nice actually bringing more people on board um yeah like for, for sure. our previews having a full tech team which yeah. are fantastic it just makes such a difference in terms yeah. of also feeling supported mm -hmm. and just knowing like, like there's other people who can do different things like because yeah. usually as I feel like I, I've just been taught to like do everything myself yeah. but it's actually yeah. really nice to be like oh there's other people who specialize in things that I don't like know yeah. a lot about that's and really because nice. like we're doing all the self-marketing and stuff like yeah it must be great for you guys having people who are actually like producers yeah focused on that because yeah. for us it's yeah. kind of either of our we just we have to do it yeah. but it's not really either of our like priorities or it's not really what we want to be doing but it's just yeah. something that we so, like have to do in order to like it. sell yeah. tickets yeah. so um yeah, yeah I can imagine really rewarding working with people who what like, just yeah doing uh, what they want to do yeah because <laughs> yeah, because so far it's been like um we've kind of done the producing up until this point of the like getting it programmed sorting like rehearsal space for these few days we're having like all that kind of a thing but then we have our producer Ailey who supported us with our arts council application and is a form filling angel. Yep. Um, <laughs> and we were very, uh, yeah, we managed to access some kind of funding support to get that help with the form. Um, but now that we've got that funding, we're like, oh, we can just pay you to, to like do this. Great. Yeah. <laughs> like book us a room and tell us where it is. Great. Um, it's yeah. Pretty much this with us it's just I just give that all to Rosa to do because she's a great at form filling <laughs> but she's also doing everything else so, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean we definitely also have a bit of that dynamic where Zoe is a hundred percent better at form than I am but we it's try. like we still it's nice for us to be able to now just focus on the creative side because yeah. that's what we actually want to do and that's where we actually enjoy working yeah, together yeah, yeah. the most like, like I, I don't like filling forms it's we, not fun also we thought we were like okay at the forum and then we got an actual producer where we went this is the concept and the idea and she put it into the forum and we're like oh that's how you do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
no. yeah it's good to be able to do like I guess your own things first and then have someone to like also understand where you come from as well like yeah I know for us as well we're like we were going to get a producer but we're like we it's it's our like it's our yeah. thing like we know everything to do with it and I don't know yeah um, but maybe in the future that's something yeah I think we'll definitely like, apply for funding funding um, that'll be stuff. sort of our next like big step next I think step, like, um yeah and I know the pain of the arts council applications yeah, like she's... I've worked in like community arts before and done them okay. and they yeah. are nightmares so I take my hat <laughs> off <laughs> to you yeah <laughs> Um, it's like the cruelest joke that you go and try and do a creative thing and then the creative thing turns out to be paperwork so much paperwork like i think we've been i think it was maybe march that we did the like pitching and stuff for this project yeah maybe even february yeah and only now are we getting to do some creative stuff yeah. <laughs> everything else has just been admin so much. yeah we've had the same thing and it's really yeah. i think it's really important to separate like to make a timetable and be like this is the times we're doing creative things and we're not going to let any of the admin to like kind of seep into that and change things because it's really it can be really hard when you have various different heads on and like just to have time like you you being in the space together also that will be like really helpful for you to just mm -hmm. do physical stuff and I for us like we know it's all about like ultimately it's about the creative bit and it's about the practical bit so that's it's worth it for all the like paperwork is, that goes before it. <laughs> worth the worth the struggle <laughs> to do that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, great. Um, okay, we are coming to the end of the podcast. Would you like to give us um, the the one reason why everybody should come and see your show and another rundown of where people can catch it? Okay, you should see the show because you need to know what really happened. You need to know the Cumberbatch on TV you see isn't the real Cumberbatch. <gasps> <laughs> and you need to know why. <laughs> um, and <laughs> it's at, um, so our Edinburgh run is at a venue called The Dragonfly um, for the whole of the Fringe run. Um, it's on- Apart from Mondays. Apart the from fourth, Mondays. The 4th to the 28th. Don't turn up on a Monday or you, I mean, you'll get a nice cocktail, but you won't get um, a, a monkey in, a monkey two monkey in, two monkey in, Cumberbatch. Yeah, and Cumberbatch and singing and stuff like that. But yeah, is that all the- So yeah, um, it's, I'll just like do yeah. a, so right. 4th to the 28th of August, um, 5.45 to 6.45 PM at the Dragonfly, which is a cocktail bar in Westport, <laughs> just off the grass market. <laughs> and yeah so it's on 4th to 28th apart from Mondays yeah. um, and it's called Experiment Human yeah and then yeah and then previews at Durham Fringe and Cockpit um but I'm, that's in July so this, sure. I think this podcast will go out yeah. afterwards but yeah yeah um, oh do you want to tell us where people can come and find you online anywhere Yes, plug your social media. Yeah, so um, on Instagram, we're at hooky underscore productions. Um, Twitter, we're at hooky productio one. <laughs> Productio without it, yeah, because we didn't really, we should have probably thought of a better tagline, but we were very inexperienced then. We were like, we just have to one in. <laughs> um, and then and Facebook is just hooky productions. productions. TikTok, 
Turkey production. Yeah, basically. Turkey production. <laughs> yeah, we said, yeah, we said it more than three times. It should stick in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, and if you send us like uh, ticket links and stuff, we can put them in the show notes of this podcast when it goes out. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us at the Not God Complex on Instagram and Facebook at Not God Complex on Twitter. Billy's made us a TikTok. Billy, what's our TikTok? The Not God Complex, but all together because TikTok doesn't allow any like dashes or spaces. Yeah, okay, so, so just, just the Not God Complex yeah. on Twitter, not on Twitter, on TikTok. On TikTok. Um, <laughs> We will be at the Camden Fringe at the Hope Theatre from the 15th to the 18th of August. Take a link to that. will also be in the show notes, etc. And literally everywhere else. Constantly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening to this. Thank you to Maya and Rosa for joining yes, us to chat you. all things Fringe. And we will speak to you soon. Goodbye. Bye.